0: Hello and welcome to the Ham Radio Guy podcast. I'm Marvin and my call sign is W0MET. Whether you're an experienced ham or just getting started, this podcast is for you. We are bringing you the latest of topics, news, and information in all things amateur radio each episode right here to this show. This is episode number 25. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter. I'll bring you the latest news, information, tech updates, Hamfest schedules, events, and much, much more. Well, this is our episode, uh, final episode on emergency communications. This is part of a three-part series that we've been talking about emergency communications, how to deal with it, what to do to prepare for it, and especially that first 72 hours and a little bit beyond. So. Uh, before we get into that, uh, this date, we will um, talk about something that I have found also in my uh, bag of goodies. And for me, is the Night Eyes Stainless Steel S-Carabiner. Now, this is an S-hook that's been a staple to have in my poda bags and ham gear. Uh, it's great for hooking up to the top of uh, most of my mast, uh, little ropes uh, to tie off. Um, it's what I've used quite a bit uh, for, you know, using those in-fed half waves that we are very common with and using out in our ham radio uh, poda events and and field day adventures. So uh, I have a link to that in the show notes this week. And the other item I found that I really have found to be a great tool I've been carrying for probably a little over a year now as well, and that is the Maxpedition Jumbo Veripack. This bag has been almost uh, invaluable to me uh, for, you know, airline travel, my poda trips, utilizing my 891. I've got some side rails on my 891, and, you know, I, I use it quite a bit to um, help keep it protected. I tie my cables to the side of it, um, you know, on those side rails. And on my tuner, uh, my extra battery, everything fits in that Maxpedition Jumbo Vera Pack. I've again included that as a link in my uh, show notes for this week and uh, have an Amazon uh, link to the bag, and it's just been great uh, overall. Um, I'm in Wisconsin, Minnesota this next two weeks, and I'll be using that FT891 radio to hold all of my POTA gear that I brought with me for just some back porch CQ and hopefully even a POTA activation this next week, uh, maybe sometime over the weekend, so uh, definitely look for me there as this podcast is being released about the same time. And uh, don't forget to check out those links on Amazon uh, for the Night Eyes S Carabiner or the Maxpedition Jumbo Versapack uh, for your everyday items. Well, let me tell you uh, about what's been going on in, in a life update. Uh, it, it's been absolutely kind of insane. I, I, last episode, I wasn't feeling 100% well. My voice was a little crackly and, and, and hoarse, and I've been feeling better now. Um, definitely these fall allergies are, are kind of a killer. Uh, so, you know, definitely having to take my daily Zyrtec and keep things down uh, and not flare it up so much for allergies, but um, that's been pretty good. Um, but the biggest new news that I've, I've kind of known about and things are changing in my life, and if I don't keep an... Absolute um, steady every two-week podcast during this time. I apologize. I, I'd like to give my listeners the um, the sorry now for not being able to do that. But my wife has accepted a new job in Massachusetts, and we're planning a big move. Um, and with that, uh, you know, I'd like to maintain consistency with my podcast during this time, but I won't always be able to guarantee that. And there have been plenty traveling days already just here in September and I feel like there's many more to come and it's going to take us much further east uh, much further east than I would like uh, the western Massachusetts area and you know so we're looking for uh, you know forward to the new journey together it it should be good it should be going ahead and starting work why I stay back and gather items and do some packing and preparing and there's just a lot to be done with this you know, it's going to be challenging as I begin to tear down things in my ham shack and including my tower so we can prepare to sell. And, uh, you know, uh, taking down the ham shack is not a job I'm prepared to do, but, you know, it must be done. And, you know, the next thing is selecting what items are going to go with me and what can be put away, what can be packed away for a while. Um, so I can get my property, you know, set up here in Wisconsin, maybe with a tower and more things I can bring back out. Um I did just get the notification from Ham Radio Outlet that my SCU10, my LAN10 device for my Yaesu FTDX10 has been shipped. Uh, so maybe I can look at putting this thing into a remote uh, setup of some sort uh, and doing a remote shack on base with repeaters, uh, an APRS gateway, and get all this stuff set back up again. It's going to take a little while, uh, you know. I'd like to be able to get some, you know, of this stuff into Massachusetts. Problem is I don't know exactly where we're going to be buying, if an HOA would be involved or not, if we're going to be renting and, you know, maybe limited for a while. So there's a lot of many questions, you know, that I have to answer and determine the priority of those needs and what I really need for my ham radio setup and what's going to be available to me. You know, if I have, uh, you know, two of, you know, something, to, uh like, antenna analyzers, maybe I can pack one of them away for a while, hoping I don't need it. Uh, all my test equipment, hopefully I'll keep out, though, and pack forward. Um, you know, I've got a huge container I'm trying to put it in, and I plan on putting all that stuff into this, you know, to keep it travel for safe, uh, travel, uh, and and know where it is. I mean, a lot of value, a lot of money there. It is my investment, and so I want to be able to carry it myself and, and not let the moving company throwing it around, not knowing what's in there. And trying and pack it as safely as possible uh, with some cushion to protect all the uh, boards and stuff that are a little bit more fragile nowadays. Uh, even though the tubes were were fragile back then too. Um, so stay tuned with me as there's more to come about this. Uh, don't forget, I'm still working on the trailer as well. I'll be picking that up this next week. And that might take a little bit more of a back seat for a little while while we get this all figured out. And uh, try and move forward with the um, with the move. So... A lot of crazy stuff going on, but uh, really hope to again maintain that consistency with the podcast. But nothing says I can guarantee that at this point. So stick with me, and I will keep you updated. Maybe some shorter ones that come come along the way. Well, uh, let's move into um, one of our sponsor promos. I don't have a vendor highlight for this week. Uh, Club Gear Online. I know we mention him quite often, but uh, you know he is a great supporter of the channel. Uh, He carries all your favorite swag, ham radio gear for your loved one, uh, for your birthday or holidays like Father's Day, Christmas. Uh, Check out the Club Gear Online recent items released from his desktop mats. You can find them on Etsy. Um, Poetic keychains, metal band plans, uh, ID badges. You know, Club Gear has what you need. And he can customize coins or poker chips, QSL cards, and much uh, other gear. Just email him direct from the website. Visit online. And yes, you can find him on Etsy now. If you own your own business, would like to be a sponsor of the show, email me at w0met at the ham radio at, yeah at the ham radio guy, and I will be happy to provide you with more details. So I had to think about that for a second. Uh, I was going to just say ham radio guy, but I've done the ham radio guy, and I hope you'll remember that. And so, uh, same thing here. If you'd like to support the channel or become a patron. I uh, appreciate the support. It does uh, take a little bit to, um, you know, keep this thing running. And uh, I may be out of a job uh, having to travel and move and you know, until my wife, I, I get settled down a little bit, help my wife uh, get, keep her job and keep things rolling on that end. So um, I would definitely appreciate the support and keeping this going. There are three levels you can support at the channel, technician, general, and extra. You can simply support the channel at just $1 a month Or get the extra class membership with more benefits. And so amateur radio um, with a release date of August 4th, uh, 2023, here. And from our news desk, in 2017, the ARRL petitioned the FCC to keep four of the, to keep four of the current five 60-meter channels. One would be within the new band, as well as the current limit, 100 watts ERP. Such implementation will allow amateur radios uh, engaged in emergency and disaster relief communication, especially those between the United States and Caribbean Basin, to more reliably, more flexibly, and more capably conduct those communications and preparedness exercises before the next hurricane season. The AWRL said in its petition, The AWRL Foundation is now accepting grant applications from amateur radio organizations for eligible amateur radio-related projects and initiatives, particularly those focused on education, licensing, and supporting amateur radio activities. To grow radio amateurs' future, youth-based projects and initiatives are especially encouraged. The AWR Foundation grants programs, accepts, program accepts proposals on a th- model three times a year, in February, June, and October, proposals for the June grant are accepted through October 31st. Awardees will be notified approximately one month after the closing of each cycle. AWR Foundation is celebrating its 50th anniversary, and the Foundation carefully manages a portfolio of endowments where donors provide specific goals for their gifts, and that portfolio is invested and managed in a way that can continue to support those goals for many years to come. Skywarn Services and other forms of emergency communication are finally back in business for Washerah County Amateur Radio Emergency Services in Wisconsin. It's a 20-foot commercial-grade antenna on the Watoma Water Tower to assist hams as they pass vital information to one another and first responders during crisis situations. The antenna serves the hams' VHF repeater, which had been knocked off the air about a dozen years ago by a lightning strike. The lightning that damaged the old antenna had also destroyed the repeater's circuit board. Other hams, such as Glenn Harrelson, N5 IIA, took up the task of their radio repair. The volunteer efforts were coordinated by George Lampier, AB9CQ, who saw a need to revive the Aries group, which had been growing dormant without the use of their repeater. By late September, the Aries hams were back on the air testing the repeater's operations and preparing now for the long winter season ahead. And a third and final story of this week is the Digital Library of Amateur Radio Communication has grown to more than 90,000 resources related to amateur radio. Shortwave listening, amateur television-related topics. The newest additions to the free online library include Ham Radio Magazines, newsletters from around the world, podcasts, and discussion forums. Additions to the newsletter category include the Capitol Hill a monitor, a newsletter for and scanner radio enthusiast A complete run from 1992 through today. It's also issued more than 300 issues of Florida Skip. And actually the uh, Ham Radio Guy podcast is actually now in this digital library of amateur radio and communications. And you can find... Uh, links to that in the show notes this week and how to get access to that. And um, it's expanded its collection of email and Usenet conversations about ham radio from the early days of Internet. Uh, it's got more than 750 books and articles written by Dan- Donald Lancaster, American author and inventor of microcomputer pioneer who died earlier this year. And again, um, you know, it's funded by a grant from the Amateur Radio Digital Communications, ARDC, create a free digital library for the radio community, researchers, educators, and students. So uh, feel free to check that out. Again, I will leave a link to my show notes on that. And um, that is pretty impressive that we've got ourselves in there, along with many others, um, that um, you can research anything about amateur radio in this uh, news story. So uh, from the Internet Archive Blogs, That is our news this week for the Ham Radio Guy. Well, welcome back to the show. We're heading into a part three of the three-part series of emergency communications that was supposed to be kind of completed in the month of September. Again, some delays uh, due to some other family, things going on with the move and whatnot. And, you know, September was the National Preparedness Month and observance of each September to raise awareness about the importance of preparing for disasters and emergencies. That could happen any time. We're getting this out again a little late, but uh, that was the whole goal was to get through the month of September. And so each of these episodes, you know, have been a critical role in playing uh, what role amateur radio plays in emergency communications. So this one is the, I'm going to call it the, the Bug Out Bag Blueprint. Uh, essentials for Survival and Communication. Um, it's like, I want to be able to figure out where we can maximize our bags, our gear that we need to survive that first 72 hours. And what does that look like? So as we dive into the essential items and strategies needed uh, for this emergency preparedness. Uh, Again, we're going to be discussing the importance of a bug out bag, uh, its contents and the crucial role of of how amateur, you know, or ham radio plays in emergency communications. So uh, being prepared for those unexpected emergencies uh, can make all the difference in those first 72 hours. And I call them really the first critical 72 hours. And, You know, whether you're using a backpack or a duffel bag, you've got a waterproof bag. I don't think it really freaking matters. Um, But something you can grab and go. Uh, It's a water issue, uh, tornadoes, you know, you've hunkered down, your house destroyed. Do you have that bag you can take with you and just run and go? Um, So... Um, you know, hurricanes coming, you need to get out of town. You've got, you know, limited time. Sometimes you usually have a couple days preparedness, right? But, um, do you really have to think about what you want to grab and go, oh, I forgot. It's easier to create that checklist to have time and have it ready and have everything in a bag ready to go just for that. So, you know, Uh, I think having a bug out bag, some people may go, well, that's really being a prepper. Um, but I think it's really crucial for any, any emergency situation. Maybe it's a family member that dies and you need to pack up and go and travel two or three days to get somewhere. Um, you know, you have to evacuate your home. You have to hunker down, uh, whatever it might be. A well-prepared bag is your lifeline. It's not a one size fit all, uh, solution. What works for me is not necessarily going to work for you, but it's rather a tailored kit based on environmental uh, needs. I you know live in the Midwest now, moving east, and what will I need different uh, from someone that lives in Florida or lives in you know Minnesota? So now that we understand the importance of having a bug out bag, uh, let's dive into the key categories that every bag should probably cover: uh, food, shelter, clothing, protection from the elements. Uh, you know, we'll provide you with some real gear suggestions here, uh, how to adapt them uh, to specific situations, environments, and you know, it's maximizing your chances for survival. Now, we'll get into this with the role of ham radio emergency communications. And again, I've told you, I've got my expedition with my eight ninety one in there. Keep the radio charged up, keep the radio battery going, and make sure everything works on a regular basis. And Of course, communications is always paramount during emergencies and how ham radio plays a critical role. Um, And having handhelds available for your family to talk back and forth. Maybe you're not with each other right away, but you know you can turn on, go to channel 1, go to channel 10, whatever it might be. And you might talk to other family members or somebody nearby. And, you know, uh, that's going to be really crucial when other traditional methods like a cell phone doesn't work or the Internet is out. And um, it will make having a radio indispensable in disastrous scenarios. Now, again, I've mentioned no one has a one size fit all bug bag. I can't give you a list that will be all inclusive to have everything you need and, and give you the you know the exact details of what you're gonna have to need. But you know, I can give you some insights on how listeners can personalize their bug out bag based on your environment um, you know likely survival situations or family situations as a specific here uh, as a you know specifically st- stated here and I think it's uh, tailoring your bag ensures you have the right tools and unique circumstances uh, for yourself. Now some of these uh, things we need to talk about is having your you know like three days worth of clothing. Um, does that mean having three pairs of jeans or three pairs of, you know, khakis or, you know, cargo pants? Uh, Maybe, maybe not for you. Maybe you can get by with just three pairs of underwear and, and, you know, uh, you know, one pair of pants. Um, But if that pair of pants gets wet, do you have a backup? So something to think about, you know, so um, if this is in Minnesota in wintertime, you're going to need probably a, a warm jacket of some sort. If it's maybe fall in Minnesota, Wisconsin, uh, you're probably going to need a long sleeve T-shirt or a sweatshirt uh, included in that bag. If you're in Tennessee, you're going to probably be okay with maybe just a, a long sleeve T-shirt and, and a light jacket um, for any wind or rain situations you might have. You know, so your clothing is again is going to vary depending on what you need, what type of bag you can pack, and what size of bag you need to be able to pack it all in. Uh, Is this a duffel you can carry on wheels? Is it something you need to carry on your shoulders? Um, You have to make that determination what that is. Now, we can also go through things like, um, you know, having some type of food preparation. Uh, I would recommend some dry food of some sort that you could put into little baggies and carry, whether it be a banana chips, some jerky, uh, something you can add maybe a little water to uh, to make dried food. Uh, but I think dried food, Without you, you can go out to like Patriots.com and get all kinds of, you know, uh, a five-gallon bucket full of food if you want for, you know, for three days of preparation or longer. You, some people certainly do that. Nothing wrong with that. But again, can you carry that five-gallon bucket? Sometimes maybe you just need some, um, you know, granola bars of some sort, uh, you know, a cliff Bar or, or a, you know, a Kind Bar or something like that. You might throw a couple of those in there. And... Um, you know, I would suggest a couple of bottles of water and maybe, probably maybe even get some water pellets. Uh, it could be someplace where, you know, you're able to get some fresh water, but you could pull it from somewhere, put those pellets in there and that will take out, you know, any of the uh, dangers that sometimes the water will impose. Um, do you want to carry like a little, um, um, butane, uh, propane, like a little, a little, um. Uh, Water boil system that you can, I mean, it's about the size of a 32-ounce cup typically. And you could boil some water if you need to, uh, to either have make your own hot chocolate. Uh, If you need to keep warm, uh, you could boil it because you need to, you know, have it to drink and you want to make it safe. The um, other things you can think about is your paper, your pencils. Do you have a, like, a little battery pack for charging your phone? Do you have... um, you know, like a, a couple weeks ago, I had a Fisher Space Pen listed or a right-in-the-rain notebook. Will that, you know, be a, against all weather inclements that you need? Uh, do you have a flashlight? Does that flashlight have A batteries or A batteries? Does it have rechargeable batteries? Do you have enough? Uh, maybe you want like a small foldable solar panel so you can recharge that battery pack if you need to so you can recharge your flashlight or recharge your ham radio battery if you don't have any power, Uh, So those are things you can think about. Uh, Maybe you want to throw like a small Leatherman Wave tool in there. I also mentioned that on one of my previous podcasts and having some little things like that available. Uh, And I've got an Amazon link to that in the uh, show notes. So those are just your beginning things to think about. Now we can also go down the road of adding, you know, your medication, your pill bottles. Do you have enough to have that supply? Do you you know just need to have a, maybe your medication in a, in a bag of some sort and you just grab that and go uh, So you make sure you know you don't have any medical issues that way. Well, for whatever condition you might have. It uh, could be some temporarily. Uh, it's just simply an inhaler through an allergy season that you need to make sure you have handy. It might be blood pressure that you take on a regular basis throughout the year, all year long. And so um, do you have that? Do you have some sort of ID? Uh, The other thing would be how do you have like a backup of people's phone numbers, uh, maybe some addresses, some contacts uh, that you have on a hard piece of paper. Do you have a maybe a small map of the area or maybe a like a topography map that might show, you know, higher ground for some reason if you need to go? Um, Do you have an updated map of some sort of the state? Uh, that might show some of that stuff or, or, or map to get out of the county. If you can't get internet to your phone, do you have a map to get out of the state at least or area, uh, that shows maybe roads or alternative roads, maybe some country back roads of some sort if the interstates are all backed up. So lots of things here to really consider and look at and and deal with. Um, now this is more than just your bag, but you, again, you might put that map in your, in your back, a bug out bag. So, um, things just to think about things to go with. Again, I've created a checklist here. It will be attached to my show notes this week. I will put that out as a PDF, uh, as a link to be able to go access that from a web URL. And, um, you know, again, uh, this is kind of a bug out bag blueprint. And, uh, I really hope that, um, you know, we, we've covered a lot today and, You know, try to get the essentials of a bug out back to the significance of ham radio, emergency communications, having that battery you can charge. Do you change out your clothes from summer? Do you have a pair of shorts in there instead of a pair of pants during the summer versus winter? I would always recommend at least one pair of pants because it may be something you live in Florida and there's bugs and other things and, you know, you have to sleep outside. Uh, You may want a pair of pants at night. Uh, Maybe a pair of sweats is sufficient. But remember, preparedness is a journey. It's not a destination. And you need to take the time to access your environment, um, anticipate likely scenarios, and build build a bug-out bag that gives you the best chance of survival. And I'm working on my own now as I think about this, and I've done this. Um, But, you know, we will continue to have discussions on emergency preparedness and survival strategies and valuable insights. So uh, if you're interested in getting involved, uh, there's numerous amateur radio organizations focused on public service, and emergency communications, so join one, receive the training, be ready to lend your skills when your community needs them the most. If you have any questions about this um, or you want to comment about this, reach out to me at w0met at thehamradioguy.com. It comes right to my phone. It's got an email on it. Um, do you guys agree with this? Do you have comments on this? Do you have things you want to add, things that might be vital or important in the bag that I've left out on this? Looking for all things ham radio related? Visit the ham radio website at thehamradioguy.com for informative content, product reviews, and an exciting blog posts. Join the conversation on your favorite podcast platform to stay up to date with the latest trends and news in the ham radio world. Connect with us on Twitter at thehamradioguy. And for more updates and engaging interactions, and don't miss out on the fun and knowledge sharing, subscribe to the ham radio guy today. Now, moving into our ham fest. Check out the AWR Hamfest schedule page for a local hamfests near you. You can find that in the show notes, but I'll list a few of the upcoming ones. The Nutmeg Hamfest, great for Paul, uh, great for fall, uh, and it's hosting the AWR Connecticut State Convention in North Haven, Connecticut, on October eighth, October thirteenth, and fourteenth. Melbourne Hamfest in Florida State Convention, the Melbourne, Florida. October 14th, the AWRL Minnesota State Convention in Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. and October 20 through the 22nd, Pacificon hosting the AWRL Pacific Division Convention. San Romo uh, San, San Ramon, sorry, California. Head over to our website, the where you'll find a treasure of, of information just waiting for you. Click on the episode tab to catch up on all the thrilling podcast episodes. and that's not all. Even more insights, tips, and details about each episode. And don't forget to check out the show notes uh, for each uh, podcast right at the top. And there you'll find a direct link to the latest Amazon finds that I have unearthed uh, for gears and gadgets and gizmos that will take your hand radio experience to the next level. If you enjoy this podcast, we'd appreciate it if you'd become a subscriber wherever you get your podcast. If you can rate and review the show, it would be greatly appreciated. Go out to Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or you can just go to the old school and tell your friends and families and neighbors Oh hell! Anybody you want, Uh, you might think might want to hear something like this. If you're in on social media, be sure to follow us on Twitter and BuyMeACoffee.com forward slash The Ham Radio Guy. You can also listen to us now on the YouTube version of the W0MET channel. Hope that you learned something this week as well that will help you in your ham radio operations. If you have questions or comments, please leave them on Twitter, podcast platform, or email me at W0MET at TheHamRadioGuy.com. As always, this is your ham radio buddy in the chair and on the air, the ham radio guy, I say 73-W-0-M-E-T.